Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hey, it's Rachel Cook, your modern mentor. And today's episode is for anyone who aspires to be more creative, more innovative in their work. But the idea of taking that risk feels so scary. I'll share my favorite strategies for pushing outside of your comfort zone without the accompanying fear of failure. But before I get to that, a quick ask of all of you. The world of work has changed significantly in the years since I've been hosting this show. And I want to know what's on your minds what questions you have, what challenges you're facing as you navigate your career. So take a risk and shoot me a note at modernmentor at quickanddirtytips.com and let me know what you want to hear more about. Okay, now on to today's episode. There's a trail of companies behind us, from Polaroid to Blockbuster to BlackBerry and countless others my kids have never heard of, that ultimately failed because they didn't innovate. Once they found their formula for success, they took their eyes off the ball. And when they weren't looking, crafty new business models emerged, taking risks that paid off. Companies need to be innovating today more than ever, in ways big and small. And innovation requires risk-taking, which means that individual people need to be taking the risks. But taking risks is scary. What if you get it wrong? We all know of someone who took a big chance and had a big fall. So how do you develop the comfort and confidence to take risks without worrying you're putting your job on the line? The good news is that there are ways you can manage and mitigate risk, giving your great ideas their moment in the sun without leaving you feeling that unemployment is imminent. Start with context. All risks are not created equal. While there are many variations out there, one of the most critical is the informed versus the uninformed risk. As you've likely guessed, it's the informed variety you should strive to take. What makes a risk informed is effectively doing a bit of discovery. When you take the time to really understand the context, to define an opportunity at hand, then your risk suddenly becomes a solution to a problem rather than a shiny object. Years ago, my brother had aspirations of starting his own business, but talk about a risky move. So he took a job with a recruiting firm that placed technical talent within organizations. It turns out technical talent and jobs come in many shapes and sizes. 
And my brother quickly realized there was an opportunity to specialize in a very specific brand of technical. He pitched his boss and his boss wasn't interested. So my brother went out on his own. Ten years later, my brother is the go-to guy when it comes to the particular niche he chose. By the time he started his business, it no longer felt like a risk. It became a solution to a problem, a thing he felt compelled to do. And the thing that moved him into the zone of confidence was context. Maybe you lead a marketing team and there's a new campaign you've been wanting to launch. Or you run a retail store and you have an inventive merchandising vision. Or you manage the front desk at a medical practice and you'd like to reinvent the way you connect with new patients. Before you fall in love with your idea, start with context. What's happening around you? What's working well? What's feeling clunky or missing? What do your customers or patients need that they aren't presently getting? Answer these questions before you begin envisioning the risk you'd like to take. This will force you to keep things practical and purposeful. Risk mitigating factors. Next, think big, but then shrink it. Go big or go home is one of those ideas that sounds great at the gym or on a bumper sticker. But personally, I'm not a fan. Sometimes think big but start small is actually the way to go. I was still working for a big company back when the open concept workspace became a trend. Suddenly, all the big research firms were pitching the open office as a means of driving collaboration, creativity, and productivity. Big companies ate the idea up. And suddenly cubicles and offices were tumbling down and you couldn't take two steps without banging a knee on a space age sofa or a foosball table. It felt like it happened overnight. The change was significant. The financial investments, unthinkable. Turns out it totally backfired. Suddenly people had nowhere to go and think or have a private conversation or get their heads down work done. Everything became noise, a distraction. Productivity and collaboration were ultimately reduced, and people started working from home more often. These complete workspace overhauls were gargantuan efforts, but by the time their impact became clear, it was too late to turn back. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but if those companies had started by transforming just a single floor and had people work on it for a few months, they'd have learned early about the negative impacts and they could have reworked their plans. They went too big, too fast. And this is a lesson in thinking big, but starting small. So what's your big idea? And how can you shrink it down to a tiny test? Can you mock up that marketing campaign and test it with just a handful of loyal customers and get their feedback? Shrinking your idea down to a test minimizes the risk. You haven't climbed too high. So the fall, if you have one, is unlikely to hurt. You just get up and try again. And if your idea is a win, then you build it out from there. Suddenly risk doesn't seem so terrifying, right? Next, have a learning plan. The real problem with the open office debacle is that a decision got made and success was the only option. There was no backup plan, no strategy to address the question of what if this new design doesn't deliver the results we need? The real issue wasn't the idea. It was the lack of a plan that would unlock learning, pivoting, and reimagining along the way. If you're envisioning that new marketing campaign, you could develop the campaign, send it to your entire database, and cross your fingers. Or you can determine which variables you're going to test, email subject lines, discounts and offers, 
which customer segments you're going to engage, and what metrics you'll look at to provide insight. In combination with your Think Big, Start Small strategy, your tiny test gives you feedback you can leverage as you go. Which subject line performed the best with your test audience? That's the one you send to the masses. And what is it about the subject lines that didn't perform well that might inform your future campaigns? When you take this approach, you're never failing. You're either winning or you're learning. And both of these outcomes are of service to you and your company. And finally, spread the word. Taking that first risk, even small and planned, may still feel scary. But if you're intentional, you'll learn something essential that will move you forward. Then you just need to do it again. And you need those around you doing the same until risk-taking becomes a habit ingrained in how you do business. Telling stories is one of the greatest ways to begin to build a habit. Instead of preaching about the value of risk-taking, share your own story of what you did, what you learned, and what impact it delivered to the team or organization. Stories make things real and memorable. They also set you up as the hero of your story. Position yourself as the ambassador of risk-taking and watch your star soar. I hope you'll join me next week for another great episode. Until then, you can follow Modern Mentor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out my website at leadabovenoise.com or follow me on the Modern Mentor podcast page on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for listening and have a successful week. Modern Mentor is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Firebend with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller. And our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are.